Welcome everyone to the Psychic Wives Podcast with Ginger Hendry, Jerry Carabin, and Kathy Rumsey. Here we discuss all things energetic, spiritual, intuitive, and yes, psychic. You'll learn about things like Reiki, animal communication, mediumship, or maybe just how to manage your energy on a daily basis. We'd like this to be a place where you can come to open your mind and allow yourself to create a better version of you. It's all about everyday living with a twist. everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Psychic Wives. I'm Ginger Hendry. I'm Kathy Rumsey. I'm Jerry Carabin. And I'm guest Mary Dalbo. <laughs> That's Yay, right. Mary's, Mary's back Mary. with us. Um, we're excited to have Mary again. And um, today we're going to be talking about grief. And sometimes before we get on the podcast, we sort of, you know, uh, kick things around or whatever. And sometimes we don't. We fly by the seat of our pants. And that's what we're going to be doing today. Um, we just felt it was better to just sort of jump in on it. Um, so we're going to be discussing grief and all the different ways and all the different things and all the ways that it, you know, helps or hurts or whatever. So um, to get started, um, we've all endured grief, right? Since birth and, and grief comes in different ways. So let's talk about, um, I guess the, the first thing that comes to mind with grief is the loss of a loved one. Right. That's the most common thing that people uh, think about. And we've all experienced that. Absolutely. But let's throw out all those different things we were just talking about before. So everybody just kind of throw it out. Grief, um, you know, a, a bad diagnosis. Job change. Job change. Job, job loss, especially. Divorce. Yeah. Divorce. Mm -hmm. um, End of a relationship. Mm -hmm. End of a relationship, right. not necessarily divorce. End of a right. relationship. Um, end of a friendship. Yeah. You know, even though, even if it's not, you know, partner, partner, end of a friendship and sure. huge grief. Um, yeah. Loss of a pet, whether it's loss of a pet from passing or loss as in my pet is L-O-S-T and you never right. know. Um yeah massive I, amounts of grief i you know, I know women that go through grief when they go through menopause mm -hmm. yes yeah you know what i mean um empty so nest syndrome empty nest <laughs> syndrome right so I what think are the commonalities of grief probably well, oh go ahead mary sorry <laughs> that was a big question jumping in jumping in um I, I think, you know, a lot of commonalities is people are having to deal with not only losing a loved one or something that they know, it's a change in routine, it's a change in rhythm, it's a change, yes. it's, it's a lot. And in the case of a loved one, there's also that anticipatory grief, because if you have someone with a diagnosis, and you know, it's not good, you're like, you know, what's happening? And how do I handle this? So there's, there's kind of like a, a line of grief and, and waves that can happen. Um, but I think the commonality is the, is the, um, you know, feeling that loss and that change and loss, the, yeah, the, the yeah. loss of, of something. Mm -hmm. So then there's the question of how do we, what are the, I guess, symptoms? Is that the right word? What are the symptoms of grief? Oh, 
<laughs> I know. Um, wow, it, we're already like womp womp. I'm already touching my heart here because my heart hurts, right? Your heart Absolutely. hurts, um, and sometimes physically um, and certainly emotionally. And I think for um, a lot of people, one of the things that you feel also in loss is a loss of control. Yeah. Not that you ever had control. Right. But you had the illusion of control and you feel powerless, mm -hmm. right? Because it happened and you can't fix it. You can't change it. You have to adapt to it. You mm -hmm. have to feel it, um, process it. And I think that's really difficult for most and, of us. And I think there's probably also a loss of control because I know in, in um, certain times of grief for me, it coupled with anxiety because there was that, because of that feeling of loss of control there, there was that when's the next shoe going to drop. That, right. That's a saying, right? The next shoe. Yes. Like mm -hmm. that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh Oh, if that could happen now, Oh my God, I have no control over anything. And I just have to, you know, like hunker down and, and wait for that next horrible thing to happen. You know, and don't you think anger, anger, I'm angry, I'm angry at what happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm angry sometimes at myself for not being able to either process it or to feel my way through it. Um, I'm just angry in general. Sometimes people get angry. I'm angry at God. I was just going to say that the universe. And um, then it compounds because now I'm angry at God. So if you're a good Catholic, like we were all raised Mm -hmm. and I think Gary, you were right. You were a Catholic. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like if you're a good Catholic, well now you're angry at God. Okay, right. so now I'm in big shit trouble because right. now I'm gonna get hit by a lightning bolt. You know what I mean? I'm angry <laughs> at the big guy. You know? Right. Um, I, I can tell you when my father passed away, um, I, there was a point that I was angry at him. Yep. And that, that's a weird feeling to have. Like you know, I'm like, oh, he's gone, and I'm sad, but I'm also mad. Because of all, yes. like, you know, some things. And it was, um, that was a weird feeling for, I was like, well, wait, I shouldn't be angry at him. And I'm like, no, I got to feel this because, you know, I got to sort it out or it's going to get stuffed. And so, yeah, that was an interesting moment where I was like, I'm pissed at you for dying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and leaving, and leaving me. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I really like what you said about, I got to deal with this. Like mm -hmm. we're, we're already jumping into this point of it, but because um, there are a lot of people shove it down, shove it down, shove it down. Cause I do not want to feel this. Right. And that's not a good place to be at all. And in fact, in my world, you have to feel it. You got to go through it. Right. And I don't know if grief ever goes away. It just lessens over time or you learn to learn, adapt, learn to adapt or learn how to go with the flow a bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, has anybody had any experience in that of like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like when my, my father passed on a Wednesday, we had his funeral on Saturday, Mother's Day was Sunday, and I went back to work on Monday. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was like, oh, it's, it's all right. No, we knew it was coming and things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, make, make it any easier. No. Have you ever had the thing like where, like I kind of was... Cause my mom had, it. she was, she was sick. We knew it was coming. It went, it was a relief. She was in pain. Da, 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 da. And so you're like, okay, just everybody put the pieces back together and do whatever. But then like a month later when you're doing laundry 
all of a sudden you're like on your knees, mm -hmm. like weeping, you know, because right. I mean? you're like, whoa, where did right. that come from? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think if we think about grief from the perspective of like it, um, you know, it, it affects us physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, you know, you could be having, you know, feeling it in your body and not realizing what that is. Cause you know, you're like, well, I just got this new thing. I'm getting older, whatever. But sometimes the pains, the grief and all that sits right in the body and lets you know, like I'm sticking around for a little while. Right. Yeah. So it's a, like, I think for folks that are in the spiritual realm, it's also like, you're not just feeling it emotionally. It's, it's everywhere. And that, you know, I've, I've been at the gym and running on the treadmill and crying. Right. So, yes. you no, know, you feel it everywhere. And sometimes you're working on it, it just comes out. So yeah. And it's on your room. It's okay. It's yeah. really important that you have to, to me, I think it's really important that you, okay, here it is. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're embarrassed to be on the treadmill crying, go in the bathroom, whatever. Right. But right. Don't, okay, I'm going to deal with this later. Yeah. Well, you know, from a spiritual perspective, um, the outlook is, or can be a little bit different, but the feelings are the same. So, you know, I can say to myself when, like when my mom passed, same thing, my mother was sick for a long time um, and there was some relief um obviously lost but some relief so you didn't have to see the suffering and then I know I'm going to see her again because of my spiritual belief but that doesn't change the rest of my days without her right so kind of balancing the big picture and your own hey I'm, I'm in this 3d world <laughs> so I still have to grieve and you know and feel the feelings um it doesn't they don't always balance out um yeah. And I think there might be a lot of, this is something that just popped into my head and I don't know if I should say this out loud, but I'm gonna. Um, okay. So my mom passed, right. Um, I cried. Absolutely. I cried. I still cry if I hear a certain song or something like that, getting a little weepy right now, but yeah. we've all had animals pass and Kathy and I more recently, actually, Kathy more recently than, than me, but me a few months ago. And there's guilt around sometimes that I can weep like unbelievably over my dog right. and not as much with my mom. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Now, I don't know if that's because my animals are children to me because I don't have human children. Do you know what I mean? So then there's almost like, like sort of guilt, like, God, get yourself together. You didn't cry this much over your mom. And then there's the rabbit hole. I'm a horrible person. I'm like, uh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, I think yeah. the, the difference too, and we talk about this because this comes up in animal communication readings when people have lost their animals is that, uh, and, and not to be trite, but the animals do love unconditionally. So no matter who we are in a, in a relationship with other human beings, there is some conditionality, right? There is some, there's yes. some worry about judgment that, that we might have on our behavior, whatever. But with an animal, they love you for your soul. They love you for what's inside. They don't care if you're a hundred pounds overweight or you're 60 pounds under, you know, whatever. Yeah. They don't care if you have a big house, they don't care if you're living in a small apartment. They don't care about anything except for you, your soul, your heart, you. It's and absolutely unconditional. It's unconditional. And so we relate and, and feel so deeply because they see us <laughs> for who we are. It's like at soul level. And so when we lose that, um, it is so incredibly painful. And people who don't 
have animals, I don't think understand the bond that yeah. we have with animals and why we have that strong bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every grief is different. So I think, yeah. you know, Jerry, like you saying like, well, mom versus this animal I lost and I have this guilt. It's, but every, every situation of someone passing is different. You know, we have sudden passings, we have things we know about, we have quick, we have, you know, it's, so I think every reaction from us is based on relationship, definitely, but also yeah. just, you know, the, the manner in which someone may have left or, you know, mm-hmm. how long ago they left. Um, so, yeah, I, or how prepared you were for it. You know, it's, I, I just went through this with, I, I lost my cat um, a month ago, um, very unexpectedly. And it was a completely different grief than my other animals who I knew they were getting toward end of life. Some I even chose to help them and have them euthanized and had time to process it and come to terms with it while they were still alive. That's completely different than what I just experienced with my cat, which was, it, you know, it's, I'm still processing it. I'm still coming to terms with it and, and having trouble, honestly. And it's yeah. been almost a month. And and that's, that's adding to the, I like your, your use of the word processing because you may not even be hitting the grief part yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. God, I, so, I mean, you have grief, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a processing there, like what the F just happened. Right. You know, um, and so, yeah, there's also, and I'm not speaking for you, but in a situation like that, there might be anger. There might be guilt. You know, yeah, there's guilt, guilt anger. There's, what could I have done differently? What should could I have done, done differently? differently? Like, you know, so it takes on a whole, it can yeah. take on a whole another persona, mm-hmm. the grief itself, because it's it's packed in the middle of all that other crap. Right. Um, that, well, I think what you said, Mary, about, um, you know, different, when we talk about different types of relationships and that kind of thing. I mean, I think it also maybe depends on where you are in your life. Um, if let, let's say you're newly married, you work full time, um, maybe you have a small child, you know, whatever, you're running fast, you may not have the headspace or the time, um, or you can make it easier on yourself, you think, by being busy and not feeling all of that. I mean, for me, I lost my dad at three. Uh, no one told me for a whole week. They're like, oh, we, she won't know or <laughs> whatever. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, and that didn't really hit me, I don't think, until, you know, my 20s or 30s. Um, so so talk depends. a little bit about how that hit you. Well, I think um, as I was going to be getting married, my mother was sick. My mother got sick right, you know, right as the time I, I met my husband. And we knew it wasn't a long time. We had seven years, which thank God, but. Um, and so I think the loss of both, because I didn't feel the loss for my for my dad as much because I had my mother. And right. I, I, that's what I knew. Do you know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like if I had been a teenager and I had grown up with him. So I think I think it hit me then. And I think it hit me really hard. I know this will sound kind of crazy, but when I stepped into this work, because you have to process things that you did not uh, kind of right. even know were there. Right. I mean, I know yeah. how crazy that sounds, but anybody who's been doing this work, 
you understand what I mean when you say all of a sudden something comes up and you're like, that happened 50 years ago, or that happened 25. And I dealt with it. I went to counseling, I, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden it pops back up and says, Hey, here I am. So, <laughs> um, you're, so yeah. you're dealing with it on a different level then? Yes. Yes. Or you're, um, a friend of mine always says that if it comes, when it comes up, the things that come up are okay. Now you're ready to deal with it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. but if it comes up again, I like to think, okay, I dealt with it. I dealt with the aspect of it that I was able to deal with at that time. Yes. And now there's another aspect of it that I'm a, that I need to deal with. And actually we could look at that as a good thing. Yeah. I think, you know, like a little bit of a gift, a little bit of an opportunity because, okay, I wasn't in that space 20 years ago. And now there's something else that I can deal with or let go or acknowledge about that death and then move forward from it. Right. So I guess a good thing sort of. Yeah. You process as you, as you, as you can. <laughs> at yeah. that time that's a good way to say it yeah. but it's right and it's probably what we said before validation of it doesn't go away right grief doesn't go away now maybe i'm wrong maybe the grief of a divorce goes away i don't know well as far as loss of a person dave kessler who's a, a leading person about death and grief says he'll say to some they'll say how long am i going to grieve and he'll say well how long are they going to be dead Right. oh that's good yeah and i'm like when i first heard that i went oh okay it changes but grief yeah it's with you because you had that person and luckily you loved love love them right. like you know, so we because we know they're still there but um but we have that you know we we may grieve i know i i go to places sometimes and i'll think about like my dad and i'll go oh yeah he would have enjoyed that you know yeah. right so there's a little bit of like a uh, i wish he was here but it changes, but it, you know, I'm going to grieve them instead of dying all that for until someone grieves over me. I still will occasionally go, Oh my God. And pick up my phone to text my mom. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it's like, Oh my God. You yep. know? Um, and then you get that little um, thing there. It was interesting. Uh, Kathy and Ginger and I were sort of talking about this before, but not really. I had spoken to a um, client, yesterday and she had lost her cat recently and she was really you know we we pushed it a couple of weeks because she was in so much grief that she wasn't gonna hear the messages that from her cat so I'm like and she understood that um but she was saying that like how long am I gonna grieve and I'm like you're you're gonna always grieve you're gonna always and I said I can I can instantly pull up those feelings from the first dog that I had to have euthanized and instantly bring tears to my eyes right um you know it it doesn't it doesn't go away i always kind of say it lessens but i don't know if it lessens or you what did you say ginger you you, you adapt you, you get adapt used to it, it. you you learn how to live with it yeah you also learn this is one thing that's been coming up a lot for me in um so I'm going to say this. So I remember when my mom did pass and um, my other siblings were so um, like, it was like, I'm going to use the word, but mom was dead. Mom was gone. And I remember feeling, Oh God, I feel so bad for you guys. 
that you that that's how you what you really believe and what you really feel because mm -hmm. I still have a relationship with my mother you know, I still have some signs that when I see that, it's like, oh, thanks, mom. Do you know what I mean? I still have a relationship with them. And so there is, and I think this is a healthy thing that if you can, if you are able to think like that and realize they are still with us, you will see them again. Because a lot of times when I'm doing um, an animal reading or a mediumship reading, the animal or the human will will be like, hey, no, no, no still here we just need to develop a new relationship right based on our lack of proximity now or whatever it, do you know what i mean um yeah. so if you're able to think of it that way i feel it helps in the grieving process a little bit yeah. and well, i know it's hard so you know i don't want anybody listening to this thinking that we're all like oh yeah they're here so don't worry about it you know like, right the, the loss is still in the physical the loss is still massive when yeah. i lost i lost my sister nancy two years ago this month and unexpectedly although she was ill it was the passing was unexpected and i remember my other sister Anne saying to me um, well, you're so lucky because, you know, you can still talk to her. And I said, Ian, it doesn't work though. It's not like I can pick up the phone and I say, know. <laughs> how you doing? Um, and you know, it was just pretty funny. Cause I think sometimes people think when you are doing mediumship or whatnot, then you can just connect, you know, see what's yeah, happening. You can just say, you know, mom, should I take, should we have steak tonight or. Yeah. <laughs> you know? okay, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I mean, and everybody can connect. I know our friend who's been on here several years ago, Tammy Master Birdie, wrote a book about signs and synchronicities. And in that book, she has a prayer. And I talk about this prayer all the time. And, and it's a great book. I'm not, you know, I'm not affiliated with it. So get the book if you want to. But you don't need to have that exact prayer. Um, to, but they want to connect with you. They want to still be a part of your life. So if you just say, hey... Um, I want, I want to see your signs mm -hmm. or, you know, I want to, I want to build that relationship with you. These are the signs that I'm assigning to you. So are we in agreement? Great. You know, this is, this is the sign, but I do think it really helps with the grieving process. If you believe that they are still with you and anybody that has ever been, well, this was my experience. I shouldn't say this, but you hear stories all the time, like people that, you know, they haven't opened their eyes in several days, but then when they're about to pass, they're like, you right. know, like that. That's exactly what happened with my mom. She hadn't opened her eyes in a couple of days. She was lying there. And all of a sudden she opened her eyes and she went, oh, you're, and she started to, it was something like she started to say, you're here or, oh, like, and I could tell. And she saw people. Yeah. I was like, who do you see, mom? It's okay. Go, go with them, go with them. And it was like a minute and a half later, she died. Yeah, best, you know, the same so experience. I truly believe. Yeah, that my sister Carol had the same experience, and she said, um, her eyes opened the same, and yeah. said, "It's just beautiful." And yeah. that I think it was probably the last thing that she said. Yeah, and that was comforting. Um, right. Yes, comforting for sure. Yeah. And I think that helps. That I know that helped me a little bit with even though I know what I know and we do what we do, seeing that was a validation for me. Oh, she's not like just disappearing into the abyss. You know, you know what I mean? Like she's being held. 
mm. you know, with, with, with someone. So that does help a little bit. Um, let me tell you about laughter with grief because uh. this, so my dad was in hospice care at home and uh, one night he, you know, he was in and out morphine, all that. And um, he looked up at the ceiling one night. He went, wow, that's a beautiful staircase. And my brother and I looked at each other and I was like, okay. So I left the room. I called my brother. He's at work. I said, uh, you might want to come over. And we sat until He's 3 He's literally seeing the stairway to heaven. Stairway, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So he comes up. We're sitting, he, my, my dad's snoring. He's having a good sleep. Anthony looks at me and my brother and says, I'm going to go home. And I walk him to the door and he goes, can I ask you something? I said, sure. He goes, who's asking that, this? Your brother? My brother. Okay. My brother. He goes, is that all there is? I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, like, I figured, like, if it's your time to go, you're going to have, like, a choir of angels and saints. He goes, <laughs> oh, he's gonna come down. He goes, there's a staircase in the ceiling. This is all we're working for. And I, <laughs> we both started laughing. So I doubled over. And I, I think if you can find those moments in the processing or even afterwards, it, it's okay to laugh. I think people need to know that. Yes. Yeah. Because at first I was like, oh, my God. Like. And then he started laughing and I sell it and we just couldn't, he goes, is that it? Like, there's just a staircase in the ceiling. That's yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to share a laughter one too. And I put E on these because I'm going to use the F word. So the day came, it happened. My mom passed. My father and sister were on their way back from the airport. When they got there, I had called my husband because it was just myself and my mom. And so the funeral home comes and they take her and, and whatever. And we're all just kind of sitting there looking at each other. And every now and then somebody would go like, fuck, <laughs> you know, like, like it was like, what the hell just happened? Right. And my dad would like, he was like walking through and he'd just go, fuck, <laughs> you know? And, and so it happened like a couple of times and all of a sudden my phone dings and I get a text and it's from a friend that I hadn't heard from in several years and the text just said, oh, Jer, fuckity fuck, fuck. And that's what it said. And I just, I just looked at it and I just lost it. And everybody's like, what? And I read the text and we just lost it. Like, yeah. and we're, and we're, when they say hysterical laughing, that's what it was really like hysterical, not like, but cause we were all kind of going hysterical because right. mom just passed. Do you know what I mean? But we could not stop we were literally but then it was so it was like laughing hysterically but also crying and laughing hysterically and also also crying but it was a it was kind of a perfect moment right you know what else do you say right what I know say? and 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 also that 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 burst of emotion or that burst of something feels good it's like popping the cork on right that pressure, yes. you know, and it, it, and it, and it also allowed us to take the pressure off of like, what are we, what are, what are we supposed to do now? What are we supposed to say? Right. And fuck was it. <laughs> right. You know, I, I probably have uh, told Kathy and Jerry this story, but um, my, um, my dad, my stepdad, my, my said, my dad died when um, I was three, my mother remarried when I was 11. So my mother passed before my my stepdad did. So my stepdad died and we have a huge family. So the wake, the the church, it was tons and tons of people. So we go to the cemetery. I'm in the lead car in the um the hearse or whatever. And we come around um and it goes in a big circle. 
so we're doing the circle and I thought we were doing the circle because there were so many cars there. So we come around to the opposite side of the cemetery and my father is buried, is buried there with my grandparents. And so we come around and I just say um, to my, my siblings, my step siblings, Oh, my father's on this side of the cemetery because my mother was going to be buried with my stepdad. And they said, Oh, where is he? Uh, you know, where's the headstone? And I said, Oh, it's just down there. And I go, Oh, where all those people are. And I go, Oh, it's my nephews around my father's grave, my step nephews. I don't use that term, but uh, to distinguish in this story. So I'm like, Oh my God, they dug up my father's grave. So I, so anyway, I don't, I don't say this out loud, but I said, no, that's, that's my father. We're on the other side. So the, I'm right behind the driver and he's bald and I see his whole head get red, his ears get red. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, my, um, my biological father is buried over here with my grandparents, but my, this is my stepdad. He's on this side with my mother and he hits the brakes and he gets out of the car and he's running to the headstone. And so the funeral director who owns the, the business is like, you know, with the wide eyes, like, oh my, who's running in a cemetery, right? right? <laughs> Unless you're in a horror movie. So he's running <laughs> up to meet him. And I, I see them, they're talking, talking. And he's like, oh my God, he was, the guy was green. So he, he comes to the, the car and he said, are you kidding? And I said, no, this is my, my dad. And he said, well, it's the same name and whatever. I said, yeah, because my grandmother had the same name as my mother. And he's like, oh, my God. So he said, all right, here's what we'll do. We'll have the services um, with your, at your father's gravesite. Um, and then after you guys leave and whatever, we will move over to that. We won't, you know, whatever. So that's what we did. But the weird thing was because I have three different families. I have my my father's, my, my sisters are from my father. This is a long, convoluted story. But the bottom line is we're a mixed, a very mixed family. And so we had my this service at my father's grave, which brought us all together. Now I could not stop laughing. We were laughing and crying at the same time because it yeah. was the joke was my stepdad was kind of absent-minded. So we're like, I can hear my mother saying, father, we're over here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> over and here. we're all cracking up. And, but I, but same thing, Jerry, it just, it lifted everything. And um, here's the thing. I don't think there's a coincidence now. I don't believe in coincidences like that. That happened for that reason. Yep. Just like we got that text at that time for that reason. Yep. You know what I mean? Because there needed to be a an explosion, a pop, a letting something out. Right. You know I mean, and I think in this case was I'm bringing you all together. Yes. Three separate families. Yes. We're all together. Yeah. Um, and so um, it really did lift the mood. Now, did we still grieve? Absolutely. Of Are we course. still grieving today? Absolutely. Um, but there was a real feeling of he did that. He yes, made that sure. happen. So and I know you are there. So. And you know, there might be a lot of people that listen to stuff like this. And I know there's some people out there like, oh my God, that's blasphemous if you're laughing at like whatever. But then we look like, you know, like, isn't it like an Irish wake is like a yes. party, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. like, like really it, it, you know, and that's what our loved ones I think would want. Right. You know, um, so I don't think there's any coincidence that, you know, that's why, you know, people come and they start to tell the funny stories now. Okay, fine. Usually it's a funeral and then, you know, the older people may come and like, Ooh, but then things now the funny stories start to come out, you know, or like, Oh my God, remember when he did this? Oh my God, what a riot, blah, blah, blah. 
um, yeah. that kind of thing. Well, yeah. and we've talked a lot about the loss of somebody who's no longer here, but we at the beginning said that there were other types of grief. So um, losing a relationship, whether it's divorce or a friendship or whatnot is a difference. That person is still there, but your relationship with them is no longer for, for whatever. And I think that can be harder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, because that person is still there. Right. Right. Um, right. So there's some choice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my, yeah. I like the way you said that there, there's some, some choice there. So I want to, can we flip this and like, what do you guys, we've all been through grief. What has helped you? Cause you know, nobody knows what to say. Right. Right. Do you know what I mean? And they're trying to say the right thing and it never comes out the right way. And you're sitting there in a few and you're like, thank you. Yep. Thank you. Yep. You know what I mean? Right. What, what has been helpful to you? I don't know. Maybe if we can give somebody guidance, like, I know a friend of mine says this when somebody comes up and goes, oh my God, I know exactly how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, you don't. Right. Because everything's different. Everything happened differently. You don't know where the relationship, da, 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 you know, whatever. Right. Um, and may, I'm, I may be guilty. I don't know that I'm guilty of that because I didn't know exactly how anybody was feeling until, you know, I, re, I lost my mom. But um, so what's a, what's a thing that you think that has helped you or that you should say? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, Yeah, I, I think uh, that the fact that you are so sorry for that person's loss yeah. For me, says it all. I mean, you know you can't do anything. You, as the person receiving that, know that that person may not be able to do anything. But the fact that they're there, maybe they hold your hand, they give you a hug. Yeah. Um, you know, do you need anything? And that yeah. sometimes is, there's nothing you can really say either. But right. at least the person who's expressing it is like, I want to do something. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think I that's think, I think that is just, like, I always just say, you know what? I'm I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm sending you so much love right now. Please know that, please reach out. Let, let me know what you need. Let me know how I can help you. And, and I don't know that there's much else. I don't, I learned like, you know, after funerals, after standing in a funeral line and people, some of the things that I used to say to people, and then they were saying it to me and it was all well-intentioned. Absolutely. absolutely. But there were some points I was like, <clears throat> I'm never going to say that again. <laughs> right. yeah. I learned a lot. I'm never going to say he looks good in the casket or they look good in the casket. Oh. Thing to say, right. but you don't know what to say. Like you don't. I know. When someone said it to me, I was like, mm, okay, I'm not going to do that again. Right. So, yeah, um, yeah, because his spirit's not even there. Like nothing, you know, his right. his body. That's all that's there. So, um, I just learned to say, you know what? I'm really sorry, and it sucks. And if there's anything I can do, I mean it. Like, and I do mean that when I say to people, yeah. anything I can do, I gotcha. But right. I don't know. And I'm, I'm here to hug you and love you because right. there's nothing you're going to say, I think, that's going to help someone feel better. You know, they've had that loss yeah, and yeah. it's raw and it's whatever it is. And so, like, I think at that point, it's just, you know, I'm a, I, I can sit with you in your in your grief. I can sit with you. How do you guys feel about um, like, obviously, this depends on how close you are to the person who is going through whatever grief I have a friend that recently had a trauma and is going through some grief around it right now. Um, and so I, every couple of days, Hey babe, 
thinking of you here if you need me. How do you guys feel about that? Because some people, I mean, obviously you're not going to do that with, you know, right. You know, somebody you're not real close with or whatever, but how do you guys feel about that? Would that, does that make you feel good or does that make you feel pressure? Cause I always say no pressure, right. you know, like, Hey, thinking of you reach out, let me know how you are. No pressure. I always do hashtag no pressure because I really want them to know. I don't want anybody to be like, oh, crap, I gotta eat. I gotta text Jerry back. Yeah. Right. I want them yeah. to look and say, Oh great. Jerry's thinking of me. Cool. If I need her, I know she's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's helpful. I mean, because I may not feel like responding. Exactly. But I may say I'm hanging in or thanks for thinking of me or whatever. And I think it does give you that support at the end. You know, if I really need to talk to somebody, then this might be the first person I call um, right. you know, to right. help me through it. But what about those things we talked about losing relationships? Because that's different. So we still want to be able to what give a shoulder give an ear um you know um i don't know go out i would to say yeah give a shoulder give an ear um but i also say don't be like yeah that person sucked you're right okay. but but do you know what i mean that's like so bad bad you know like how how are you feeling how can i support you right uh, what's coming up for you right how is this making you feel do you know what i mean because i think in in those cases is there's guilt there's shame there's failure uh, fear failure what did i do wrong how do i fix this you, you, you know what i mean like like that so i think it just i think the listening part is so huge it, but also the listening part, and for me, and this may just be me, the, like, if I were to be like, yeah, I can't believe, you know, he was my best friend for forever, and I can't believe he did that, what a dick, and he blah, 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 I would want my friend to call me and say, come on, you're being ugly, don't do that. Now, of course, 20 years ago, <laughs> I would have wanted my friend to be like, yeah, he sucks so bad. Let's write bad shit about him in the bathroom or whatever. I wouldn't have done that. But you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Um, well, sometimes you need that. Like there's a family joke. I said my sister Nancy died two years ago and Nancy was a tough nut and she had a mouth like a truck driver, um, and which we all laughed about. And so I have another sister, Anne, that I would call. Let's let's say I call and I'm having a situation or whatever. And she's like, I think you did the right thing and you hang in there and I understand and you call me if you need me. But some days I don't want to hear that. I call yes. Nancy and Nancy said, okay. yeah, I, I can't even say out loud because I'd be beeped off, even though we have that. Uh, <laughs> she would say, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah. that person's a jerk and blah, you know. Um, and sometimes you need to hear that. Yeah, I guess. I right. know that she's really, yeah. that, that she's giving me something um, that will either make me laugh or or, or something. It, it's a different energy. Now, would I do that with everybody? No. Right. Uh, but I, you know, that's, well, that's really, a really good point. That's a really yeah. good point. I don't know so, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that you said that because that brings up another thing. We all have different friends or different people in our lives that fit a slot. Like, I know if I need somebody to, so like you said, if you know, if you need somebody to do that, she's your go-to. Yeah. 
if I need somebody to, you know, oh, honey, you know, whatever, there's another go-to. If I need somebody to say, suck it up, there's an, do you know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and, and that's pretty cool if you have that in your life. Right. Um, yeah. Who you can, who, you know, can, can, can play a certain role or something. I like right. you said that. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Cause maybe that's what you do need to do sometimes is just be told. Everybody needs a Nancy. I'm telling Everybody. you. I miss her desperately. <laughs> um, yeah. Our own Nancy. A friend of mine just got out of a relationship and uh, she she was really broken up about it. So the next day I sent her a meme. I'm, I'm a meme sender sometimes. That's just, yeah. and the next day it said, I sent her a meme that said, I just saw how pretty I was in the mirror after I finished crying. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know? and uh, I sent that to her and I was like, don't forget that be, you know, and she was like, thank you. You know, sometimes yeah. it's, I think even like a little meme is like, a, hey, I was thinking of you. Yeah. You know? A meme for me is absolutely perfect. Yeah, me too. I get through a lot of things with laughter. Yep. A lot of things with laughter. So if you can make me laugh through the tears, I'm I'm pretty happy about it. Um, yeah. So but, we talked uh, at the beginning um, just briefly about how we get through things. So obviously friends, family supports the, that whole support system. Um, sometimes we need more, right? There are certain periods where we may need um, an objective counselor of some sort, whether it's through, yeah. Yeah. We've all, I think, um, yeah. whether it's through the, through your church, through, you know, whatever, whoever that therapist is, because then you can really say what you want to say. That person is objective. You're not going to feel like, oh, I, I don't really want to say that to somebody that I love because they're going to think I'm terrible or whatever. You, you don't have to think all of that. Um, and I think that's really helpful. It's to um, we've talked about this before on a podcast or something, so I'll be brief, but when I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I did, you know, the chemo, the radiation and da, 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 it was a whole year of all that crap. I was always like, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's all good. I'm still good. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I really swept it under the rug. And it was interesting because I was mentioning this to a friend of mine when we're working with another friend. Um, and I said, I just didn't think anybody wanted to hear about it. And she said, we did. And I was like, Ooh. You know, but anyway, you know, you sweep it under one, sweep it under. There's a grief in that. There's a grief when you go through something like a diagnosis like that. And then that grief turns into, like we said before, that control or whatever, like, oh my God, the next shoe drop, the next shoe drop. And because of the fact that I just totally swept it under the rug and I didn't talk to, I got to the point where I was having really bad anxiety attacks and slipping into some depression because I wasn't dealing with it. I was just, I'm going through my treatments when it's done, it's done and it never happened. La, 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 kind of thing. Right, right. So I did finally, I said, no, I need help. Yep. And I reached out to, now she was a friend. It wasn't a real close friend, but she's got like 80 billion letters behind her name. And I said, I, I need some sessions. Yep. And we did, we went through six or eight, you know, and I could say anything to her. And yep. I loved the thing about her is she would, call my ass on anything i'd say something she'd go oh chair you know, like she'd like shut up you know like you know because she knew me a little bit but still she's just that kind of person she doesn't take any you know and it wasn't this and okay this is no i shouldn't even say this never mind <laughs> i'm not gonna say it um, it was it was just really good so sometimes yeah i agree 100 talking to somebody outside of your 
you know, tribe or inner circle or whatever, family, friends, whatever. Cause sometimes you do need to hear some hard hitting stuff and not, Oh honey. Mm, mm, mm. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and someone that can point out like, or you could look at it this way. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah. I love that. And well, I, we, we did this podcast a few weeks ago, I believe on journaling, Mary, you were with us for that. Cause I think that's really important too. Um, even if it's, and we're not talking about if you're in, so I'll say like sort of a crisis situation where you are struggling with anxiety or depression, you do need help. Right. But if you're, if you're just like going through a stagnant period or, you know, whatever the situation is, I really think journaling is so important because it, uh, it allows you to get those feelings up and out. Um, it allows you to like, it, it becomes real. I think when you write it down. And I think we talked about this when we did the podcast, you can see a pattern um of things and so sometimes you're like i didn't i didn't see that i didn't realize that um and so i i just think for everybody journaling whether you do it every day or you do it a couple times a week or whatever, whatever the case is um is helpful yeah yeah um you can make it artistic too so like if yeah. there's people who like to doodle or whatever they can do that it doesn't have to be just writing um, the other thing I the thing I've heard a lot of people talk about is support groups. And the great thing now is you can find them online too. So you don't have to go to a place, but um, they have some real specific ones too, you know, for folks who have lost children or folks who have lost someone to a certain type of disease or anything like that. So luckily I think there's a lot of supportive people out there who are ready to help others too, that, you know, maybe someone's further along in the journey. So knowing you're not alone, I think is also important. Um, yeah, I, I love the idea of the support groups because what brings to mind, you know, that that give you a lot of loss of that feeling of loss is having a loved one who is in addiction, active addiction. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so a lot of people don't understand, even if they've had somebody in the peripheral who has struggled with addiction, unless you're in the middle of it, you really don't know. Well, there's grief feels. right there. There's another form of it's grief. grief. Absolutely. And so I think those kinds of support systems, AA, NA, uh, Al-Anon, you know, that, that sort of specialize with, and you're with other people that are in your same situation is really helpful as well. I mean, I think most people, not everybody, but most people really want to be of service. Do you know what Absolutely. I mean? Like they really want to be able to help not just loved ones. Um, but if they can, I mean, it, it's fulfilling as well to, to feel like you can give something to somebody if it helps them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I love that Mary support groups are great. Yeah, for sure. Paying it forward, kind of yeah. offering, offering up lightly or whatever. This was my experience. Right. You know, this is, this is what helped me not you should do this. Right. right. This was my experience. This is what helped me. Right. And all yes. of a sudden that person says, okay, I thought I like, I'm, I'm under, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Yes. I'm, I'm underneath this big pile, but yes. here are all these people that have been in the same mm -hmm. boat yeah. and they were able to manage through it. So, um, yeah, there, there is a, uh, a great support system out there. So I, I guess, you know, that when we talk about all different kinds of grief, um, whether it's a relationship, friendship, a death of, of an animal or, or, or a person, um, and I just want to remind people that there are so many tools to be able to get through this. You cannot 
ignore it. You cannot stuff it down. I mean, you can't, um, but it is going to come back and it's going to get yes. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you really want to be able to uh, figure out a way to move through it uh, or move with it, maybe. Move with it. Oh, I love that. You know, uh, but generally we look for uh, some type of community, right? Some type of support. Um, and again, if, if you don't find you have that in your life, there are other groups um, to join where people maybe don't know you personally and maybe you're more comfortable um, with that. But there is help. There is a way to manage through. Um, so anybody have any last words or? No, other than I, I think that this was better than I thought it was going to be. Do you know what I mean? Like, not that I thought it was going to be bad. We're never bad. At least we don't think we are. But you know what I mean, <laughs> um, I just think this was a really um, powerful. It, it hit a lot of things. And I'm, I'm glad we were, we were able to get that out there. I thought this was great. Um, Kathy or, or Mary, any last thoughts? Just oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, just don't, don't run away from it because it, yeah. it, it can run further and faster than you ever can. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Take, you know, dip your toe in the pool before you dive in to, but you know, we're here, you know, we're here to help you kind of get that process going, you know, of like what you need to work on. Right. Right. Don't worry it. about, don't be like, don't get over like, Oh, get over it. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. And if anybody ever, and if anybody tells you to get over it, Get them out of your life. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. There's another relationship gone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks um, for listening with us today. This has really, um, I, I think, been helpful for all of us as well. Um, and we're really glad that you stayed and listened. Um, so until next time. Be well. And be kind. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Psychic Wives podcast with Ginger Hendry, Jerry Carabin, and Kathy Rumsey, where we discuss everyday living with a twist. To learn more about us, please visit our website at www.thepsychicwives.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Psychic Wives. If you would like to support us, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and feel free to share our episodes with anyone you feel would benefit from listening. Sending you all peace, love, and light.